Welcome back. This is your buddy Cooter. How's it going out there? You know, today the boys tell me that we have a special guest. I have no idea what the man's name is. Excuse me, sir. Can you tell me what your name is? This is Benny LaBella of Exhorter. I don't know what the hell an Exhorter is. Kind of sounds like some bad rash. Well, uh oh, loud music. Thank you for coming on our show, sir. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry about that rude interruption with all that loud music when I was there talking to you about, you know, this lovely show and trying to get the know, get these people to know who you are. Well, is there anything else you'd like to tell our people? I'm listening to the MHOG Metal Hand of God show. Listen or else. That's right. Enjoy the show. And welcome back. This is the MHOG Podcast, and I'm your host, Wayne. And usually sitting next to me is Buck Lighton, but he's not here. He's off in... Neverland. Yeah, exactly. Basically, he is. He's in fucking Disney World right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and of course, we have the rum guy talking. Hey. Uh, but next to me is Miss Mandy. Hello, guys. And we have our wonderful guest today miss vinnie miss vinnie listen to me mr vinnie labella no, I'm, I'm sexy like that well you are you are you are you know i i, I got a feminine side I, yeah i know i've seen it <laughs> especially the way you caught on that microphone it's on, it's on the left side mm. <laughs> but for those who don't know who vinnie is he is the guitar player i'm gonna say you are the guitar player for exhorter because you, well, you are the guitar player. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, you said. can't say right. former. I mean, even, I know the band is, you know, dismantled by now, but I'm just saying you are the guitar player for Exhorter. Well, you know, yeah, because you never know, like 30 years from now, it <laughs> might happen again. Well, it'd be well, nice if you guys actually got together one more time, you know, I, gave I it a shot. That'd be awesome, actually. Yeah, yeah 30 too. years, like fucking Exhorter at 65. <laughs> You know, Kyle's spitting out dust. <laughs> Let me tell you, amazing. that motherfucker. Think about it, the stuff we played and, and listened to uh, will eventually now become classic rock. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. like the oldies stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember my fucking dad, you know, in the fucking old like car and shit in the seventies and shit, listening to like rock and robin mm-hmm. and shit. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, my fucking kids are probably gonna, you know. Gonna get in my car one day, Slayer. This sucks. What man. is this bullshit? <laughs> yeah, that's hysterical. Yeah, and, I, and it's absolutely true. I mean, the way music has transformed over the years, it's just, it's, it blows my mind. Actually, yeah. it's actually, I think, the most progressive, most evolving thing in our culture than anything else. It, it blows technology away when it comes to music because we, the music comes first, the technology comes later. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, well, because you got to think about it, too. I mean, look at all the guys who, the inventive people. I mean, the, the guys who invented, you know, like Les Paul, he invented, a, you know, electric guitars. And, you know, right. I mean, no one thought of that, you right. know, right it's away. I mean, then that came on, you know. And then then you got guys like um, uh, Mike Patton and all these other dudes who do all this really weird, innovative stuff with, like, odd objects and shit, you know. And they make albums, and it sounds great. So, you know, you're right. I mean, and then now, what do you have? Like, like Frank Zappa, for instance. The best. I mean, he was amazing. He was one of the most, like, creative people in the world. And you couldn't do what he did live now unless you had, like, 80 people. No, this motherfucker used to travel with, like, 18 wheelers with a studio. In right. 
Steve Vai and shit. I mean, he's got the best motherfuckers. With him, you know, I don't know if he. I don't even think he was rich. I don't think he could afford all that. No, shit, no. I think he just threw all that shit put together every fucking and dying back. Yeah, in. shit. I mean, one of the first. You know what's hysterical is um, one of my first shows I ever played with a band here in Georgia was uh, we we were trying to figure out how to make it more impressive than it was. You know, because we're trying to make a big big impression <laughs> on our first gig. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, uh, a friend of mine worked for a uh, company called Union Camp, which was, um, I don't know, some type of paper mill or something like that. But uh, he took, he, he, he asked the executive if he could borrow the fleet of uh, Suburbans. They were all black. They looked like CIA agents. <laughs> we each drove, there was only one of us in each of the cars. That's right? so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> all black Suburbans. And then our friend uh, Kemp, who ran um, sound for uh, Portman's Music at the time, uh, he used to be the sound man for Metallica, mm. uh, and he brought uh, the A-Rig, which came in an 18-wheeler, and we went out to Tybee Island. So there was four black Suburbans and a black 18-wheeler, and we pulled up in this shit, and you would have thought... And you played fucking four fucking songs, and you were like, I'm done. Thank <laughs> you. It. I dropped the mic. I'm out. You know, it, but it was awesome, man. I mean, just the, just to see them, you know, because it was kind of off season, mm -hmm. so that type of commotion coming up the <laughs> freaking causeway at the beach was amazing. People were standing outside on their porches, like, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's awesome. So, what was you got you guys' first gig like? The first gig. Do you remember? Wow, you know, you you remember the turning points, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And everything else, like from point. Turning point to turning points, yeah. like blurry and shit. Right. It's just fucking blood, beer, and yeast infection. <laughs> you, it's like the, the essence. Like you remember the smells and the sounds, but right. you don't remember the shit. The first gig, though, was in a black bar. Really? Fucking Franklin. Like, I think Franklin Avenue. No shit. Yeah, and it was upstairs. And it was a re it really was a punk show. It was back in them days. When yeah, most of the shows were punk rock. Right in the eighties, we were the only like, With like um, thrash metal, like band. Shell Shock and all those guys and stuff. Yeah, with yeah. Shell Shock, we had Graveyard was around. Nice, uh, which they were fucking fantastic. And the rest of the bands were just punk bands, right? So they had this crew, uh, the fucking uh, Swamp Rats. Swamp and Rats. It was like a bunch of chicks. That like put on like these wild shows like like anywhere they could like they bought a fucking like circus tent oh wow shit, and you would play in like city park yeah and like a motherfucker would pull his like motorcycle in the motherfucking turn the light on that's the light show no like, shit yeah there's no pa that fucking singers just screaming, screaming over everything yeah right. so this was in, in true fashion you know they like i said they'll fucking play anywhere we were in a fucking upstairs of a black bar wow dude so i walked in the bar <laughs> downstairs cause you, you know so I walk in the motherfucking it's a bunch of like old black men they, they racist <laughs> as fuck yeah and and you know I'm like if we, are we playing for the blacks they're like no you're upstairs so alright but yeah so we went upstairs and it was you know small uh, a lot of people were there though you that's know? cool man I don't know how that worked you know how to balance we found the balance between the, the black racist and the white uh, yeah 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 the, the, the white racist I don't want to speak for all of the black racists <laughs> yeah, the blacks that were in there but some of them was looking at me like you know well, I had what, a fucking what afro are you doing here? Yeah. yeah I had an afro and fucking no teeth and shit you're like look at this asshole what is yeah. he doing in here <laughs> yeah you coming to sing the blues motherfucker yeah like alright go ahead white boy let me hear what you got <laughs> yeah they, well there wasn't no brothers upstairs Stairs. Yeah, I bet. So, but it was cool. We played the thing. Everybody went ape shit, and uh, I, you know, I don't remember like anything, you know, from the fucking show. Oh, I'm right. sure, man. I mean, part, those you know. 
quite a while ago. I mean, I'm, I I barely remember our first show when we played it. Our very first show was actually at the Twist on Lime. Yeah. But it wasn't the Twist on Lime at the time. It was another whole other venue. Like the fuck? Yeah. I don't even remember the, the fuck. Or something. Some shit. Some weird ass name. Right. Uh, uh, God, I can't even remember the damn name <laughs> of it. But anyway, and we only played three songs. And one, uh, well, actually, we played three of our songs. And then we played an Iron Maiden cover. So when we played the Iron Maiden cover, that was it. Everybody was like, holy shit, these guys are playing an Iron Maiden cover. (laughs) Fuck your original. Yeah, they're like, do it again. (laughs) I was like, that's the only thing I can remember from that show. I mean, everything else is just kind of a... You know. It's a hard thing when you're you're in a band and everything, and you're you're trying to balance. You want to play your own stuff, but you you know you've got to slip covers in there. Yeah. Especially now. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, even back then, I mean, where I grew up, 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 up in uh, around Pittsburgh, I mean, it, it was almost expected. It was like, all right, how how are they going to recognize your originals? Well, they're going to remember the, that band that played that cover. Yeah, and right, that's how right. it starts. Well, we did the like, same fucking fuck. thing. Like in, in our early days, we only had so much material. Right. So you had to throw something. Like, in. We only wrote like fucking I don't know three quarters of Slaughter in the Wagon. So I think on our set list, we only had like eight songs. Right. Really? Right or six maybe. So we would throw in like some hardcore fucking numbers, man. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. we did some fear and nice. Um, you know, I fuck some Black Flag. We used to do every show. We would make do a, a different point one. To do a different one. You know. Oh, yeah, cool. that's that's kind of how really we cool. did. What we did, what we do is we would do something off the wall though. Like, man, sometimes most shows we would play. I mean, we had what our first record had ten songs on it, and our second records got another ten. So I mean, we've had a lot. We had a lot of music. But we always did a cover, always, just because people were expecting us to do something ridiculous. So we did. Right. I mean, we did. Um, you ever seen the movie? Uh, what is it? Um, Orgasmo. No. It's, it's it's a fucking South Park movie, and and there's a song called Man. It's like now you're a man. <laughs> we covered that, you know, and, right, and people right. went absolutely crazy over it. Yeah. We did that. We did um, the boys are back in town. You know, we did. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, we did that. And what was the other? One? We did. Um, oh. I did a thrash version of Locomotive Breath. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I think I think everybody's favorite cover we ever did was um, Skid Row's. Uh, what the hell is it? 18 in life. We covered that sorry ass song. So if you'd have done that shit back when I was dead, you'd have got your ass whooped. <laughs> right. But we did it. We did it so awful and, and we did it on purpose that they, people ate it up, you know? Right. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> Whatever. So do you have a favorite thing that you covered? Uh, fuck the, the black flag shit was all that's was awesome. cool. You know, um, that, yeah, we did. We used, we used to do a chili pepper song too, like off of mother's milk. I think it was, uh, no chump love sucker. Nice, oh, nice, dude. That's awesome. And Andy, you know, if anybody remembers Andy Villafarra, yeah. the first bass player. Yeah. He, he was a fucking monster. No on, shit. On funk and shit. So, you know, we gave, got him, his, gave him his little thing. You know, yeah. Fucking yeah. do his thing. So. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. That's no, I, you know what? I, I was, um, Wayne, Wayne had told me you were coming on the show, and I started thinking, I was like, exhorter, man, exhorter. As long as he cleans his mess up, he can come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I brought some shit. I brought like a purse and shit. Going through an old album, I always keep stuff from concerts and stuff. You know, everybody does. At least a little something. You know, I used to collect T-shirts. You know, from all the concerts, but I don't have as many as I used to. But I do remember I saw you guys play a long time ago, and it was back. What fucking festival was it? It was at a festival. I know that. Narrowing it down. Was it in uh, like Florida? Was it South? I, I want to say it was Milwaukee. 
Oh yeah, that was the the Milwaukee uh, Metal Fest. That was like the second or third one they had done. Yeah, I think it might have been the second one. I remember that one. Yeah, that was. I remember uh, we were the first national act to go on. Oh no shit! On that thing, and and it was early in the day, and uh, Monty Connor from Roadrunner was there, and they were like, because you know they were kind of babying us. At the well, time. yeah, yeah. The law had just come out. And, you know, they were trying to take us to the next level. So they wanted to make sure that they represented all of their bands that day. So uh, fucking Ricky Rathman oh, Jesus. <laughs> was there. He's this, my favorite. Oh, this motherfucker. He, he was there and he was introducing all of the bands. Okay. Okay. So I see him go out there and he's introducing motherfuckers. So I went up to Monty and I said, uh, is this cocksucker going to fucking come out and, and introduce us? He's like, yeah, yeah, he's doing all the bands. I said, uh, well, he ain't fucking doing us. <laughs> so, he's like, no, that's the fucking, what he's here for. He's been getting paid for that shit. I said, well, I'll tell you what. If that dude goes out there and even goes eggs, if he even gets that X in there, I'm going to fucking kneecap. I'm going to come under him and kneecap his fucking <laughs> So he's like, okay, well, don't do that. So <laughs> we'll get somebody else. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. So he says, I'm going to go find King. So King Diamond was walking around the place, some fucking place, but he, he couldn't find him. So, uh, I said, well, no announcement. Right. Know, cause that nobody, cause he would come out on the fucking stage for the bands and introduce them. And they boom, they were throwing beers and shit. At oh, him. Jesus. And like halfway through, like when Murphy's law came on, it was like, he just left the building. Like, you know, that band's awesome. So look, he, I uh, know they, they were fucking, Incredible. I still, I don't remember much from them days, but I remember watching Murphy's Law. Man, so on, right on the side. Yeah, dude, beautiful. those dudes. I remember El Duce pissing in uh, Agnostic Front's fucking ice chest. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting in a fucking dressing room in the back. We're sharing a dressing room with Agnostic Front, and uh, they're on stage, and he's like, he comes in and he says, "Miss, we're gonna piss in this fucking ice chest." I was like, "No, man, it's fucking, you know, we're in now." I said. He says, fuck him. And he opens up the chest. I said, I'm not pissing in my boys. <laughs> he pisses in it. Got him a beer first. Made sure of that. And he, and he peed in it, closed it, and fucking <laughs> took off. That's fucking crazy, dude. Probably. It, was, it was just wild, man. Yeah. I, I actually got to see Murphy's Law one time. And they opened up for uh, uh, Guar, actually. Uh, Halloween night about 10 years ago. It was... It was uh, Murphy's Law, The Misfits, and Guar. They all played at fucking wow. House of Blues, man. Yeah. Halloween night. Talk about a good show. God dang. Days, put man. Misfits and Guar there. I mean, that's a good show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they don't make bands the way they used to. Fuck no, no. man. The, the scene these days is pretty awful. Well, if, if you were to turn on the radio, I mean, what are you uh, out of the new scene? I mean, is there anybody that you can think of that possibly can kind of hold a candle up to the way things used to be like fucking brand new I, I wouldn't say that because you know i don't really listen i gave up on it you know yeah like i had fucking xm in my fucking car and shit at one point you were trying to listen to stuff yeah and i'd leave it on that fucking metal thing in there and you know kind of switch around and you know it'd be like some some heavy shit and then they would bust into some gay chorus right you know and i you know it's just that's cool if you dig it but right i fucking can't stand it so I just fucking stopped. But the first band I heard that really turned me on, and this was a you know many years ago now, but it was Lamb of God. Because Incredible, those, dude. Yeah, when no, when I first heard, when that first record hit, 
you know, I was like, fuck, these motherfuckers are on to something. Yeah. And then when the fucking second one dropped. Uh, As Palaces Burn, I it, think is the name of yeah. it. Yeah, man, that album is incredible. It reminded me so much of, you know, the riffing we did, you know? Yeah. Like, I can hear, like, you know, some of the handbook shit, you know, just the way it was kind of like you know, arranged with the turnarounds and shit. And I'm thinking, I remember getting Jay in the car and going, dude, you got to check this band out, dude. Like, this would be us today if we were still fucking... Doing you know, this shit, right. yeah, yeah. But I love Randy and them. You know, they, they, they're they good cats. And, and Kyle knows them better than I do. But I, I see Randy once in a blue... Oh, that's cool. ...the show or some shit. And, uh, you know, but but yeah, they got much respect for us and, uh, and me for them because... Dude, those dudes, they were... I've seen them a couple of times and they're fantastic live, dude. Yeah, incredible oh. fucking music. Well, you, you guys were definitely an innovator in the sound. I mean, how, yes. did, you, how did you come... A, Pawn it. I mean, did it, it? Did it just happen? Like you just walked, uh, well, you know, across the street and said, "Hey guys, I play in the studio. Check this out." But how did it come to be? I mean, it just couldn't have happened overnight. No. Well, I mean, when I was growing, it, I mean, it all starts with the influence, right? Right. right definitely. Hundred percent. So, so you know, my influences as a fucking kid was everything but like heavy, heavy shit. I mean, I didn't discover like Venom and shit until I was like. 16 yeah i was the same way somewhere in there but before that it was hardcore and before that it was shit like zz top and fucking um i don't know fuck i even santana you know anybody that played a fucking guitar ted nugent you know anybody that fucking just beat the shit out of a guitar was fucking like king to me yeah yeah but they also had a groove to their sound too yeah they did especially zz you know I, i i got off on on the way billy played and you know, so as I got older and started to discover, you know, to discover that that metal sound, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that harder edge that took hardcore to the next fucking level, um, there was no groove metal sound. Let me tell you, I didn't know that I was creating a genre, genre of music, yeah, yeah, some kind of subgenre of heavy metal when I was doing this shit, you know, and because the term didn't really come out until I don't know, Pantera was out. Because they never called us fucking groove metal. Right. Yeah, you know? well. They, ne- they never called it sort of groove metal. Right. They always considered us a thrash band. Right, you right. Know? Um, and that's yeah. really what I thought I was doing. Yeah. You know, I thought I was in more in that fucking genre, but I didn't realize I was doing it in a different way right. until I realized other people are copying this sound. Right. And that's when it became somebody had to fucking categorize it somehow. It's, it, it, I mean, it's got to amaze you and, and uh, be flattering as all shit, dude, to have that many people influenced by the stuff you guys wrote. It, it is it, it is in a way, because, but I'm not a very, um, you know, I, I kind of shy away when people give too many compliments. You know what I mean? But it's good to be it's okay. humble. It's you know what like I mean? I'm, right. It's not like I'm offended by the compliment. Right, right, right. You know? right. But, but, but in, in, in some in some retro in some way you've been able to do something that most people only could dream of is is leaving a little check mark in history. Right. Right. Music, you know, I mean that's something. I mean well, that that's amazing. Yeah, you guys yeah. are definitely staples. So. It, it feels yeah. yeah, it feels good. Uh, let me say this though, it, it's kind of that unchecked check mark though because. No, you know the people who know, and and most of the people that were there that are still around, yeah, they understand. That. They understand where it started from. That you know, no no Exoda, no Pantera, no Exoda, no Machine Head, mm-hmm. no Exoda, no groove metal bands whatsoever. Maybe somewhere down the line, somebody would have fucking done it eventually. Yeah, you know, but. 
for the most part, Exhorter's kind of buried. But that's okay. I'm all, I'm all right with that because the motherfuckers that loved us right. and still love us, we we belong to them. It was more Exhorter was more of a gang than it was a band. Right. Like I said, you know, to 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 your previous question, it was, you know, when I assembled that crew, it wasn't, you know, yeah, I was looking for talent, but I was more looking for brothers, motherfuckers that I could, you know, count on. Yeah, right, people right. you can get along with and you more than want to work with. Just then, like, keep yeah. the bass player and make sure everybody showed up to practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like all fucking touché, bands right touché. there, right? It is like all bands. It's a headache. <laughs> yeah, we were, but I got to tell you, man, to, to, to our uh, chagrin, we, we really didn't take, because of the, the whole gang mentality of it, we didn't really take it uh, as serious as we fucking should. You know, when you're more concerned about fucking, fighting, drinking, you know, uh, you know, yeah, we, we did manage to fit some practices in and write some <laughs> songs and shit, you know, but it wasn't like, you know, that was eat, it was eat shit, sleep, exhorter. Yeah. When we right. weren't fighting, fucking and drinking, we, it was <laughs> exhorter, yeah, exhorter, yeah, exhorter. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, Honestly, but it, that's the best, one of the best parts of being in a band. Well, that's what, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, let me tell you, that was a big part of that music. If if yeah. we didn't if we wouldn't have done and lived the way we lived, yeah. you know, did the things we did, um, you wouldn't have got songs like Desecrator or fucking Ain't No Lust. I mean, right, you right. know, you wouldn't have got I all love of that. that love song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, let me dispel the whole thing. This is not about man ass. Okay? Right. Oh yeah, totally. Right. I've had motherfuckers, you know, in the past. <laughs> Any asshole? No. No, you have to be. It has to be a, a vagine attached yeah, yeah. to the top. A of little this. bit further down, and yeah. there's another one. You know, right? It, yeah, it was a hit or miss. Little column A, little column B, around. Yeah, so those tunes wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened without the lifestyle that we led. I mean, we would have done you know something, but I don't right. think it would have. It, that what you heard on those two records, especially Slaughter in the Vatican, was. Was our was every one of our souls poured out to the nth degree with nothing leaving nothing on the table, you know, and and that's why we really couldn't equal that on the law. We were yeah. we were finding ourselves as musicians on that record where we were challenging ourselves, right? And you had an awesome cover on that album, though. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The, yeah. The Sabbath thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, we were all big Sabbath fans growing up, so we had to do something. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of I, a lot of people. I've talked to they all are like they always tell me that the law is their favorite record but you know on all honesty man I, I didn't get the law till probably way after you guys had broken up and you know Slaughter in the Vatican was probably the album for me you know I mean I just I remember listening to it as a kid you know I mean ah, shit I had I got in trouble because of you guys I told Kyle this story because I went to school. Everybody did. Uh, yeah, I went to school with a fucking um, <laughs> with a get rude T-shirt on, and uh, I walked into my class, and my teacher actually picked me up off my feet and put me on my. You need to take this fucking shirt off. I'm oh, like, that what? Mother, well, that motherfucker went to Brother Martin. You, that's what you're talking about. No, 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 man. I was actually at. Uh, I was actually in a goddamn public school, and oh. they made me take it off. Yeah. I tell him to I'm settle like, down. I'm like, what the hell, dude? Hey, you know, he, they, at least they made you take it off. Um, our teachers would actually spray. Well, one of them especially would spray paint over your shirt. Are you fucking kidding me? No, they made me turn that's, it that's inside ridiculous. out. Jesus. Yeah, they made wild. me turn it inside out. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I was no, like, you couldn't do that. Jesus. <laughs> parents have a freaking fit. Yeah. I walked, I walked in with a, uh, a uh, white zombie t-shirt on school. Let me tell you, and dude. It, and it had um, uh, 
two girls on it, you know, doing, you know, whatever the fuck they were doing. Doing girl it. things. Yeah. yeah. And it said underneath, <laughs> it said, say you love Satan. <laughs> so my teacher pulls me up in the front of the class and decides to make a big spectacle of it, pulls out a black can of Krylon and sprays a big X over my shirt. Are you, oh. oh, my God. Oh, punch to the face, that, man. Punch to the face. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so I took, I took that black can of spray paint and went all over his desk, and that got me suspended. But well, at least he got some revenge back. Yeah. You know what? Good for you, Rum. Yeah, but you know what was the coolest part about that hmm. was I, I was you know yeah, they always call the you know called the parents at that time they call the parents in and my dad comes he he left work and you know he was having a hard day and he was probably pissed off and he heard what happened so my dad picked up the can of spray paint that the uh, vice principal was holding and said and this is what he did and he was just irate about it so my dad took the uh, black can of spray paint and sprayed on his desk and said I'm fucking out of here <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I was like, that was the coolest moment. (laughs) Between you and your dad. Yeah. (laughs) That's bonding. Yeah, well, you know, back in the in the old days, man, like slaughtering the Vatican was fucking extreme for back then. Oh yeah, dude. So much so they were talking about brown bagging our shit when when Roadrunner put it out. Whoa. First thing they made us do was change the fucking the artwork. I was gonna say, really? Do you, you remember the the t shirt with him act, with the Pope actually actually hanging? Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. that was supposed. I was for the demo, and that was supposed to be for the record. And they were like, "No fucking way." Yeah, we're not gonna do that. So yeah. I said, "Okay, well, let's have him almost like being going drug. to be yeah, hung." Yeah, yeah, right. Well, that okay. Well, we can do that. Yeah. And, you know, because they were worried, man. They were worried, like, how that was going to be received back then. And then you look at it today, and it's like, motherfucker, everything has been done. You can't yeah. scare nobody. You can't well, shock a motherfucker with no. any statement no. or anything. No. Album no. titles, especially, especially then, album titles grabbed the audience. When they walked into a store and they were looking for an album, a oh, tape, yeah. speed, whatever... It, even if you never heard the band, you're like, Slaughter to Vatican, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, I'm going to get this album, you know? <laughs> it was a bit taboo. I mean, that was the album you bought. I was like, I've never heard this album, but I'm owning this right, right. now. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I do that to this day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that shit when I was a kid too, man. So well, I needed to make sure that the cover was kick-ass and that oh, the music on the inside was going to fucking... And, and then, you know, sometimes it backfired. Right you pick up, oh, this is a really cool title. And then you get home, he's like, wow, this is shit. Yeah. Right, yeah. But I mean, hey, I mean, you, you live and learn. But definitely, uh, when it when it came to to promoting albums, I think it, it always had to do with the title and the artwork. Really was. I mean, if mm-hmm. you wanted a statement, it was the freaking title. Of yeah, that. we've we've had this conversation before. It's like you know, now we're in this um, instant generation where kids they don't they don't care. About I couldn't tell you music. a fucking title of an album yeah. right now. Nowadays. It's out there. You know, nowadays they don't really care. It's like, it's, oh, we got that, you know, hit that's on the radio. I can download it real quick and I got it. When I when it was growing up, you go to the record store and you chose, you got like 10 yeah. bucks and that's all you got. You know, I got to go get one record. Count, right? What am I exactly. going to buy? You know, exactly. and you look at the, the artwork and you look at everything and you really think about what you're going to get. You, you know, you got to work for it. Yeah. You definitely worked for it. And then you sit down. And you unwrap that, and you listen to it front and back, like all night long. You know, right, right. until you it know the whole thing. thing. It was yeah. a prestige thing too. Right. You get that album, you know, and then you take it to wherever, whether it was to be the party, or you take that album <laughs> to school, and you're like, open up your locker, and like. Yeah, I got this. Look what I got. Right. That's how I scored the first fucking Sodom record, man. No like, shit. I oh, really? bought it in a record store, sight unseen, saw the cover. I was like, Sodom, fuck, that's right up my alley. Uh, check yeah. this out. That's yeah. a bad record, yeah. man. That's a fucking killer record. Yes, they are killer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's how I discovered. Um, that's how I discovered Typo, actually. 
when I when I first saw your album cover, I was like, when it was the uh, the Bloody Kisses album. Yeah. Was, yeah. The, the the two girls and a friend like I don't care if this. <laughs> This is terrible. I'm buying this record. <laughs> I'm going to frame this album. <laughs> I don't even have to listen to it. I'm just going to sit it up there and jerk yeah, off to it. it. Man, we, we were so, I was so fucking disappointed, though. I mean, Pete, Pete was a great motherfucker, but, you know, we grew up on the carnivore shit. Oh, yeah. dude. Whew. And then when he switched to that, yeah. you know, we were like, ah, that's a little bit disappointing. Yeah. You know? I, I could see the disappointment because I mean a lot of people were like that. They were like, "Man, you go was, from it was apples to oranges." Yeah, right you go from carnivore to to singing ten typo. It's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. But retaliation was like, I get maybe to him what slaughter in the Vatican was to us. How do you top it? Exactly. End it, Touché. man. You know, just finish. Finish. I, I couldn't right. even compare carnivore and and, and typo. I, I looked at it more like it was it was kind of like someone's vision of two different stories you know what i mean it was i don't know i i, I kind of I, I always like carnivore don't get me wrong but um well i know your favorite bands is is typo i know that's one of your favorites yeah well one i just i don't know why i, I was you know it was one of those bands where you're in a really dark kind of gloomy place at that time and it just seemed to speak to me but i spent so much money following that band <laughs> i was i was so high most of the time <laughs> <laughs> kind of like when you're on this show it just it just seemed to work you know <laughs> so you were eating those rum snacks back then too, yeah huh? he was he was into the rum snacks yeah definitely into the rum snacks i had a variety <laughs> you could smoke it different colors you there could you drink go. it matter you know whatever so use an orange whatever yeah exactly exactly <laughs> So man, uh, do you have any of the old stuff left? You mean like, uh, like just, 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 yeah, like all your old merch and stuff. I'm just curious. Nah, that- well, I might have. I don't think I have like demos or anything. Um, just whatever you know the fans have put on the fucking internet. You know, like from yeah. the old Get Rude demo and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, That's museum pieces. Man. Yeah, dude, I had a copy of that. I remember that shit. I don't man. know. From the last breakup, they fucking left a bunch of um, tubs of like merchandise that we had you know oh no shit but i hated those fucking shirts and then <laughs> which way which which one were it i it said it, it said wrath of prophecies and and i remember it i remember it being like never settling well with me and i'm not gonna say whose idea it was and shit. i don't want to put nobody on the spot but um you know it, i never agreed with it and i was like what does it mean <laughs> it means nothing and it right. doesn't fucking fit anything with this fucking like record. Like what are y'all yeah. doing? Yeah. Right. So they they printed it anyway, you know. That's what happens when you get a fucking democracy, you know. You gotta listen to motherfuckers and <laughs> Yeah, they're like, okay, well let's that's, take that's it four to a of vote. Us. Yeah, that's four of us and one of you, dude. Yeah. We're going with this. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's the other thing, you know, it's like when when I first assembled these fucking guys, it was not a big deal. Oh, right. okay, Vince. You want to do? Okay, Let's do it you your way. That, yeah, you want to do yeah. this. You want to do that. And then, as the years go on, and, the, and more years, you know, motherfuckers start developing rights, and they got to say, you know, and and I, I was cool with. It. I always I always wanted input from the guys, but that fucking shirt was like, I don't get it. That whole thing was like taking a weird thing because I I wrote eleven songs for that comeback. Yeah, yeah. And I still have them, and nobody's ever really going to hear them at that level. You know yeah. what I'm saying? With the Exhorter gang. I, yeah. I may do it someday, you know, with somebody else. But, you know, that just do whatever. Do Exhorter Unplugged. There you go. <laughs> we actually did that on a college radio station. Did you really? T-U-L, T-U-L, yeah. T-U-L? Y'all played on yeah, T-U-L? Yeah, we did the acoustic awesome. version of Anal Lust. And oh, my God. That's something awesome. else. And 
<laughs> we used to go down to that radio Man, station. Man, if you put that album out, I'd buy it. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Let's do it. I'll do the album. Right? It'd be so obscure. I'd, be, I'd have to own this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the one that you looked in the store all day long, and there it is, the yeah. acoustic yeah. exhorter. <laughs> I might have to do that one by my fucking self, though. I, I'd love that, dude. That'd be hysterical. I'll Let's sing it. it Let's do it, man. Doesn't take much, fuckers. Just singing. Kyle's only the best singer in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and speaking of him, man, uh, the other night we saw him at uh, at the House of Shock. Yeah, we went to see Trouble. Oh, actually, Fuck we him. actually went over there to help you guys out at the uh, at the, the Yeah, we sat over there with fucking uh, Jared and did you know tried to get some sales for y'all. Handed out some flyers for y'all too. Right. Yeah. But uh, we sat around and watched uh, Kyle and Trouble. Yeah. That was great. I could, you know, I, I couldn't be there. Because, you know, we're, we're trying to open up a French Quarter. Right, yeah. I got a gazillion things going on. I haven't even been in the House of Shock once this year yet. Oh, so man. I know everybody over there, like Jay and all them, are, are going to be like, where the fuck are you? Oh, yeah, well, I'm coming. But, you know, it's like I, I just couldn't get out there that night. But, you know, Kyle, hands down, <laughs> till the day I die, is going to be my favorite singer. Dude, yeah. he's so good. In the world. Now, he, he's great. I, and I can't, I'm not saying that because I, I know him. Right, and right, he was right. With me. He he shits all over everybody in every fucking category. This dude, and he gets better and better and better as yeah. he gets older. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, Trouble, one of my favorite bands. <laughs> Kyle, Trouble, fuck. I, that's incredible. That's, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean that I can, I that record a, that he sang on was just. Yeah, I could dude. get a nut at a show like that just yeah. standing there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, you know, it, the sad thing is, is I went to see Kyle uh, recently, not just at. The house shocked, but I went to see him do his pits versus preps thing at Twist a Line. You know, there was like ten people there, yeah, and I'm yeah. going, and I'm sitting there talking to my friend Shane, and I'm like, dude, it's Kyle, man. He's like the yeah. best singer in this city, and no one is here to hear him sing. You know, this is ridiculous. And he said the same thing. He's like, this is ridiculous, man. This dude is ten people there, but he always sings like there's a hundred thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. He was Get giving his way, off. man. Yeah. His pits versus yeah. prep thing. It's just another one of his projects that he has. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah, it's 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 well, a good, look, it's it, fun. In my opinion, I might catch some shit for this, but I I've never held back from any fucking thing. I'd say whatever the fuck I want, and that's you what know. you're supposed to do. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, uh, some of the some of the side projects that he's been in, and some of the other bands that he's been in, you know, some of the musicians that he's played with. I'm not saying they were bad musicians; they, they're good musicians. I just don't think the songwriting quality was there. Right. You know, on some of it, you know, like um, I thought the Alabama Thunderpussy record he did, those were actually, you know, decent songs that, you know, those dudes wrote some good songs yeah. for him to right. fucking. But he's only going to be as good as his fucking band is. You're right. right. You You're know? right. So, I, you know, and to me, a band ain't a, about ability. It's about songwriting. You yeah. Know? So, hey, what you got here? Is this really gonna eat me? Nah, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> and a fucking black cat just black cat just up. walked up to him. He's like, "Hey, what's up, meow, meow, motherfucker, pet me." <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, I, I've seen Kyle in several of his projects. You know, I, I've seen yeah. like I saw him in Trouble. I saw him, of course, I saw him in Exhorter. Um, I've seen him with uh, Floodgate, and I can't even remember some of the other the Pits versus Preps. Right. You know, unfortunately, I've only seen you play in Exhorter. Yeah, well, let me tell you, it, you know, everybody kind of did some shit and jumped around and, and did other bands and things. Exhorter, for me, Exhorter was it. If, if it wasn't Exhorter, I wasn't going to do anything. So that's cool, man. That's, just, that's a good way now, to say. Now, today I play some different shit, you know, with, a, with another cat, but 
Um, and right now, it's not necessarily metal. Right. I play with a big chief, with big chief Smiley Rick. Yeah, yeah. I was, um, Caitlin told me that. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, he's a Marty. I've been knowing the cat for about 15, almost 20 years now, maybe. And uh, met him on Frenchman Street when we had the tattoo shops out there. And, yeah. you know, when you're growing up in New Orleans, you, you're all Mardi Gras Day and shit. You see the fucking Indians come out Mardi Gras Day and they're dressing up in their shit and they're out there hooting and hollering. You don't, you know, it's a fucking cool, you know, it's cool what they're doing, but you don't know nothing about why they're doing it. I thought it was just a fucking costume party. Right, right, you know, right, right. Up. Well, after, you know, meeting Smiley, you know, it's, it's more than that. You know, there's a culture behind it and there's reason why they do it. You know, when, when the blacks were slaves, um, you know, they used to escape and the Indians, you know, the, not, not the, not the blue motherfuckers with the dots on their head, the, the real Indians. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> those motherfuckers. Native were, Americans. Native Americans. Yeah. Those yeah. guys. Yeah. Feather or dot. Yeah. yeah feather. Kimo, yeah. Kimosabi and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they would take them in, you know, cause they'd find them out in the fucking wilderness running around trying to get the fuck away. So the Indians would give them safe passage. And, and by doing that, they would help them and bring them into their tribes. Well, after oh, wow. fucking years and years and years of doing this shit, you know what's going to happen. They're going to start fucking. Right. right. Yeah, right. The breeding. Yeah. Right. So, so they all, you know, so the blacks are teaching them the African culture and the Indians are teaching them the Indian culture. And that's how, that's why you got a lot of what you got in New Orleans today. Wow. You know, that's cool. L- little known fact. Uh, did you know that happened about 400 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you beat me to it, Dan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I slipped up one fucking time. Come on. I feel like we're slavery happened around 400 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck that up. Whatever. Yeah, but, with pyramids, yeah. But everything that they do now, when you see them on Mardi Gras Day, you know, they, it, it's like a gang. It, it's a higher, they have a, a big chief. They have a wild man. They have a medicine man. They have a spy boy. They have a flag boy. And each member has their job. And, and, it's, and they're just acting out um, and giving praise to their the two cultures. Right. That's cool. You know? I've never experienced that. It sounds actually pretty cool. It is. It, it, it's a it's a deep thing. So when Smiley taught me these things about about the, the Indians, you know, it, it struck a chord with me. Right. Because everything I do is from the soul. Right. So I fit in perfectly. Right. You know, and, and like I said earlier, when I grew up, I, I played funk, man. I, I played, you know, and that's what kind of what I do with Smiley now. You know, oh, I'm, cool. I'm his... You know his Wawa man. You know, yeah. I'm I'm the guy that keeps the, you know, the funk going, and and he's a fucking ball of energy. So I'm doing that thing with him, and uh, we're also doing something on the side that is heavier. Oh, cool. So what I'm doing is taking more of the groove metal slower shit and putting it with those Indian African beats. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Over the kind of soaring over the top of that hard hitting shit and it's and let me tell you when it when it drops and, and it's gonna be a little bit it's probably gonna be about six to eight more months before yeah, that, yeah. before that hits but when it drops um you're gonna feel it bro it, they, there's gonna be no you've never heard anything like this before yeah, let me right. know when it does man and if you, you know want to come on like here and promote like it another genre more than welcome yeah yeah, yeah go again create another yeah yeah genre. see there you go dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like uh, uh, what's his face from Sepultura, man. When they came in with all that, uh, with the the Brazilian yeah. stuff, man, and it was just people were like, "What the hell is this?" You know, and psh, they yeah. created a whole new, you know, way to look at music. That, that's what I like about rock and metal. I mean, you y- you really can't do it with any other genre. You really can't have a. I mean, pop music's always going to sound like pop music, no right. matter where you're from. Right. But right. You, you can take rock. You can take metal, especially metal, and just 
adds so much to it from different cultural influences. It, it completely, it holds true as it is metal, but it, it completely brings another level to it. it. It's like a new chapter. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it, you know? it blossoms into something new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And it's, and it's still cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't take away from from it what the base root is. It just adds something to it. It's another another vision of something. You know, and I, I just I find that really really cool. Now, did have you seen the Nola documentaries yet? Yeah. I, I, well, somebody showed me like um, I don't know. I don't think it's done yet or something, right? Well, so it, it, I think they got like four bits so far on online so well, i don't know i can't i can't endorse it because ain't nobody talked to my ass yet well you're on it right. i am yeah no i mean nobody's talked to me personally yeah yeah but what i'm saying is is you're <laughs> you're there i mean they they actually show a picture of you guys and phil mentions you guys a couple times yeah yeah phil yeah i mean you know nowadays you know it's like back in the it's old water in the bridge yeah right. i get it now but but i'm just thinking you know uh me and me and a couple of other guys that were talking, you know, local, you know, musicians also, and we're kind of thinking, we're sitting around going, you know, yeah, it's it's kind of just the Phil Anselmo show is basically what this is turning out to be, you know, and 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 even even Buck, who's the guy who's our other host, who doesn't like metal at all, he only listens to country music and a few other things. But he even said the same thing. He says, man, this is, you know, a documentary is supposed to bring you in and teach you about what, what happened. you know, what, you know, maybe you can listen to these guys and understand what, what happened during the stuff. Not, hi, I'm so-and-so, and this is how it really is. Right. You know, and that's basically what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, the heaviest metal that Adam listens to is extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, look, like I said, I mean, I... I that's why I told you I can't endorse that right. the official story right. until somebody talks to to me personally, right? Or Kyle Thomas or somebody from this outfit, right? Or somebody from that group sits one of us down because the story of metal cannot be told in this town without talking to one of us, right? Well, that's true. You know, not it just really flashing is. some picture of us and like you know four bars of a fucking material, right? And have Phil say. They were fucking badass. Basically, right, yeah. Next, so if somebody you know, from that crew is listening right now, pick up a fucking phone. Do it. And make a fucking interview. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, we, we had Mike Williams on here um, last week from uh, I Hate God. Love Mike. Dude, he's the coolest dude, man. He's, like, down to earth, you know. Yeah. I didn't ask him. We didn't have time to ask him about the NOLA stuff, but, I mean, he was just, you know, he let everything out, dude. He told us about... Time in prison, you know, his, his addictions, everything. I mean, right. he was the coolest guy, man. I mean, he just... Yeah, Mike's for real, bro. I mean, He's Mike, a real, real and, good and dude. And the motherfucker was there for every minute of it. Yeah. He knows, the, he knows you know. So, you know, but they talking to him. Right, so, right. Like I said, I mean, you know. I mean, because I, I remember a time when we were the only fucking band playing heavy in this town. The right. only one. Barring Graveyard, you know. Right, right. Joe Shock was... Was a hardcore band, right? Yeah, they, they definitely were. The graveyard genre. was hardcore, but dude, they were like their own thing. Right. They were, they dark, were. Bro. That shit was fucking heavy. Right. They know? were really good. I mean, even when Peppa got involved, they were still heavy as fuck. Yeah. Dude, you know. So you know, it, somebody's got to go talk, go physically sit down with Doobie. Somebody's got to come physically sit down with me or somebody from my crew. Somebody's got to go talk. You know, to you know, go get Greg Hatch on the fucking phone. You know. 
don't, you know, like you said, don't just give it to one. I know it's easy to do that because yeah. Bill is such a figurehead. Right, you know? because he, you know, he's He's, he's Pantera, had the most basically. success out of all of us. Right. You know, so it's easy to, you know, to do that and, and call it a fucking show. Right. You know, um, so, I mean, I guess you can't lose. The ratings will be good. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's what the well, whole thing is. tell you something. To Phil's credit, that's a bad motherfucker, too. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he knows his shit, and, and, you know, he worked hard for what he's got. Exactly. So he deserves his his uh, his piece of what goes on, you know, Yo, what went on in this town. 100%. But, you know, to once again, you know, we kind of get buried. You know, yeah, some and of that, us get buried. Graveyard kind of gets buried. We and that's the buried. sad thing, you know, is I mean there's more that's what that's what we were talking about is like there is more than just those four or five bands that they talk about. You know, they I mean they talk about I hate God, Pantera, you know, Crowbar. Right. And um I think they even they talk to Sammy, but they don't mention, you know, Godor or Soil and Green or any of those bands. But I mean I'm just saying there's like there's more bands in the city that were sort of, you know, a little bit of influential to everybody else too. You know, I mean, right. maybe what they should do is not call it NOLA and just give it, you know, because that, that's that a broad isolates it a bit. If you, if you ask me, if you just, you know what I mean? I mean, if you look at it, it, I was, I actually started watching it. Yeah. And I, I was watching. And I'm going, you know, I, and I, I mentioned to Wayne prior to saying this, I was kind of hoping for more of, and I know it's different documentary people, and I get that, but. Uh, I was really hoping for more of a uh, decline of the Western civilization. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, but in, 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 in all fairness there, too, most of the bands, almost all the bands, really, but all were L.A.-based. Yeah. Out of that. Now, it, it never, I don't think it would have gained as much popularity at the time if it was called, like, L.A.'s decline of Western civilization. I don't think that would have worked. I think keeping out that uh, that, that area yeah. of the title was good for them to do that. But I, I was really looking for a little bit more I don't know. Well it I, looks well, like just more. It looks like they tapping on just one genre of what came out of New Orleans because, you know, the the slow thing that I hate God did and the you know, groove that not yeah. really groove, it's more like a, a sludgy kind of sound. Yeah, because after we called it quits uh, the first or second time, I may I forget what <laughs> <laughs> we just couldn't make it happen for some reason. Uh, we're just fucking nuts. But after one of the shots, when we, I think the first time we fucking disappeared for the first like 10 year stint. Right. You know, the guys that were left was Jimmy, you know. Right. Philip, uh, that whole crew, you know, Pepper. Yeah. He yeah. was doing his thing with corrosion and all that shit. And those guys had a different way of approaching metal. And it was that slow, like real sludgy fucking yeah. thing. Kurt, you know. Crowbar, yeah. Right. So. You know, and it wasn't that it was a bad thing, but no. there was no more bands other than, say, maybe Soylent Green. Doing the, the thrashy, kind right. of fast music. Yeah, because there was a, there's a piece of that to be, you know, to, there's something to be said in New Orleans about that, too. You know, because I think one of them had even made a statement. I don't know if it was Philip or, or one, of, one of the other ones said that uh, it was funny because all of the bands that came from here didn't sound the same. There was a distinction between the two, but there were similarities, you know, even with the fast bands. Right. You know? Right. So all I'm saying is if you're going to tell the fucking story of NOLA. Tell the whole story. Tell the whole fucking story. Right. Do, do your story. fucking homework. Maybe it's because, you know, like you said, ratings, you know, I don't know the guys that are doing it. And I don't want to cast any fucking aspersions on them yeah, cats. Yeah. But, right, right. You know, to come shoot Philip in his natural habitat, you know, he's got a fucking 
studio in his backyard and shit. I mean, it's it's a cool place to shoot. You come shoot me in my natural habitat, I'm gonna be in my underwear in the fucking <laughs> at the vape shop, you know, down the street. Hey, whatever, man. I'd shoot that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be some funny yeah, shit right there. Yeah, so you know, I don't know, you know. So yeah, I guess you know, I, like I said, I, I can't endorse it until I don't know how many parts of it they're supposed to be, but uh, I think they're supposed to be eight. Eight? I think that's what I heard. And I think there's only up four right now. So, well, well, hey, it, it could it be coming, but I, I, as it is right now, I don't see it. No. Yeah, if, if any of them are listening, y'all ain't done. That's right. Exactly. Better make up the do, 10. Man. Exactly. <laughs> I, don't know, and I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's me. I don't care if it's Kyle. I don't give a Just shit. Just anybody. Just come talk to, to one of us and go get goddamn Doobie. Yeah. Somebody talk to Doobie because let me tell you, that big son of a bitch, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have. <laughs> You wouldn't have a lot of shit in this town, you know, if it wasn't for that dude. Yeah, yep. you're right. All of them were influenced by, if not by this band, they were definitely influenced by that cat. Right. Well, uh, I'm going to ask an extremely... Sammy, awful. too. Don't let me say... Because uh, they didn't say nothing about fucking uh, acid bath in this fucking thing. Yeah, you know, I, I got completely... That just you know, dropped out of my head. Somebody you know, about acid to bath. fucking somebody in Soil and Green. Yeah. Right. I mean, those dudes, I remember going to see Soylent Green at uh, the Abstract, man, you know, like with, when fucking Rambo was still singing for him and stuff, you know, the back in the day. That was great, you know? Right. I mean, that's that's what I remember, you know, as a kid. Like, man, those are the bands, you know, the Soylent Greens, the damn, the Slugs, the, you know, right. the, you know, Exhorter and, you know, Acid Bath. These are the bands that made me want to get into playing music, you know. Besides, of course, you know, like the the stuff that I was influenced by my dad. My dad was a musician, too, so I, you know, right. learned from him. But those bands should be, to, in my opinion, should be more to the forefront of this, you know, documentary. Right. And they should have you done, know, and they done that, that first. I, I did right. have a lot of Captain and Tennille influence in your music. Thank you. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's what I strove Must to do. Rats. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Now, what was your question you were going to ask, Mr. Rum? Uh, oh, this is this is kind of a, it might be a loaded question. Uh, you can, well, you are loaded, so I'm sure anything yeah. coming out of your mouth is going to be loaded. <laughs> it's going to be kind of, kind of uh, obscure, too. It, what can you remember was your most metal moment Jesus. in 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 the band? I mean, <laughs> like I mean it doesn't have to be on stage. When I mean, he what? did not piss and the guys from That's Agnostic Fronts. What was that what was that on the edge moment that that you can remember that you were like that was just fucking metal? When you walked away it was like, like the fuck craziest you. thing you've done, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, look, if, if you talk about... I'm sure there's about, a list. Yeah, there, there is. That's why it's so hard to fucking recall. It, <laughs> um, I mean, if you're talking about musically, um, you know, hitting the, the Milwaukee Metal Fest for the first time was special because... I bet. It was, you know, when, you went, when we went to Europe the first time, it was hitting this, you know. We would fucking play a club and, you know, 500 fucking kids would be there. And for, for back then, for Exorder, that was a big deal, at, you right. know, in Europe. And the next night, you play fucking Rotterdam, and there's, like, three people there. And, like, they're, they're people that work there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? right. So, you know. Love those shows. Hitting a big stage <laughs> for the first time, you know. It was like a God moment right there. Yeah, exactly. You know, when we were young. And then, actually, the, the last... Uh, Thing we did in Europe at the that um, we did some fuck I can't remember the name of the festival but we did this festival not download huh no it was uh, fuck 
I don't remember the name of this thing, but we were sandwiched right in between Raven and fucking Accept. Holy shit. The creator was the headliner. Oh, wow. Oh, man, nice. dude. That's awesome. I'm a so, huge so, Raven fan. Right, me too. Dude. I, grew, I loved fucking Raven. <laughs> yeah, and I dude. loved fucking Accept. And I loved Creator. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, I kissed Millet on the fucking lips. <laughs> Did you really? At Storyville Jazz Hall. <laughs> when you, didn't y'all play with? No, no, not, no, that not was... here. And it was in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. And that was a big thing for some of us in the band because we used to love Creator. That whole German thing was like just a kick to us. Right. So I was so happy that the motherfucker was there. I got on the stage and kissed him, pulled his fucking hair and kissed him <laughs> on the mouth and dove off the motherfucker, right? So... When we played with him that last run out, you know, a few years back, I told him, I said, Malay, you remember using the Wallens? And you got fucking, you know, dude kissed you on the mouth. He's like, yeah, I think I fucking did. It was me. It's <laughs> <laughs> me. It now, that, that is a, that's a moment that's like incredible. Metal that's a metal moment right it is. there, dude. It is. So, so, yeah, so 20 years later, I got to, you know, telling me I was the motherfucker. I kissed you. What you gonna do about it? Yeah. <laughs> what, bitch? <laughs> no, but we played that fucking thing, and I felt, and I remember I told, um, was it Mark or, yeah, the guitar player, Mark from Raven, because we, we were all in the hotel, um, you know, we stayed in the same yeah. hotel, and, I, and uh, we were in the bar that morning, and, uh, and I said, look, just so you fucking know, I know you don't give a shit, okay, but... I got to get this off my chest. Somebody fucked up the billing, okay? Because it hurt me to my heart for me to go on after Raven. Right. Just, you know, as a kid, as a yeah, fucking 16-year-old kid. As a fan kid, and, right. yeah. You know, rock till you drop fucking, you know, all for one. <laughs> Dude, those oh, yeah. were fucking, those were heavy. I don't give a fuck who called. You can call me whatever you want, but call it to my face. You know? Right, exactly. That shit was badass. Yes, definitely. So, I apologized to the dude. And of course, he was like, ah, it ain't no big fucking deal, man. It, it is what it is. You know, he's probably been through that before. But in my opinion, they fucked up. But it was like, it was bliss for us, right. that show, because, you know, I got to watch Raven. I got to play. Yeah. And I got to uh, go up and sit in a booth and fucking sign autographs for all the fucking people that had waited so long to fucking see us. That's bad. And the line was just coming up the side of the arena, bro, and it was just... That's fucking cool. We signed, yeah. and, we, and me and Jay and everybody got to watch fucking Accept <laughs> from the top while oh, we were nice. fucking kissing our fucking fans and shit, man. It was fucking... It was a beautiful thing. Then we got to go down and watch the full creator thing. Wow. Jeez, man. So my, my, mo my musical moment came much later. You know, as far as yeah. the, the whole glory right. uh, mm -hmm. part of it, you know, what yeah. I really felt. Still, that's, that's incredible. As metal as I could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Wayne and I could even touch that. No, no. I mean, I mean, Wayne, what was your most metal moment that you could think of? My most metal moment. Fuck, I don't know, dude. Maybe just falling off stage. No, that that yeah, it could have been my metal <laughs> moment. I had a well, show that's, where that's metal. Dude. I had a show you where it was my birthday and. Uh, the entire, all right, we had a 45 minute set. That's what we were going to play. We headlined the show, of course, because it was my birthday, and we got everybody to do our, you know, all our friends came up and played with us and stuff. Well, we only were going to play 45 minutes, and then we're going to party. The set, first of all, the set took two and a half hours long, and we only had 45 minutes worth of material because the entire band was fucking trashed. Oh so God. we sat on stage and just made fun of everybody most of the night. I fell off the stage two to three times, I think, because I was so drunk. <laughs> But people remembered it, and they loved it, and they wanted us to come back. So it made me feel like, well, fuck it. This is great. You know, they, they loved the shit. So we did it. We, that's what we kept doing. Right. It was more like the 
not Resurrection Man metal show. It turned out to be Resurrection Man's like the comedy event. You know, people would come out and we'd fuck with them <laughs> so bad, and and they loved it. You know, so it was fun. I mean, we had a good time doing it. You know, I yeah. think the 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 closest I could even closest, not even not even in the same column, <laughs> I could I could do is uh, we did a show here. I was in a band. Uh, oh, fuck band was I in? Fallen Thirteen at the time, and. Uh, it was a really weird, you know, you get one of those gigs. It was like, yeah, we're, we're available. We'll play. Didn't know who the fuck we were playing with. And we were playing with a, a band called Fawcett. Um, we were playing with a... Fawcett. <laughs> Fawcett. They were awful. We are Fawcett. Fawcett. <laughs> That's not everything. Um, no. We, play, we played with um, a band called, uh, the, original, the original lineup for a band around here called Sinister Mustache. <laughs> Uh, That's not heavy either. I, I know. It is, the band names are awful. But then there was a band that I was introduced to on that show that I was, I just, I was like, who, where's this band? And they were all girls. It was, uh, they came into Savannah for the show. And um, it was before the first album came out. Their band was called Drain. Oh, yeah. Drain STH. Yeah, Drain STH. Uh, that's um, Stockholm, yeah. What's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Geezer Butler's wife, I think, was, this, yep. was the singer. Well, well, we played with them, really? but they didn't have a yeah. PA system. Jesus. Apparently, nobody was prepared because the club we were playing rented out their PA system to somebody else and still booked a show. <laughs> oh, my God. So we all had to go and, like, grab our own equipment from somewhere else and, like, kind of make a Frankenstein PA system. Nice. But we had you, – you've seen those pictures of, like, um, like uh, ginormous, like, cartoon stacks of speakers with <laughs> yeah. something yep. on it? Yep. Yeah, it was pretty much both sides of the stage. It was just this mixed match of crap that <laughs> – we all got from pawn shops, and uh, we put up our lights. But uh, I finally get up on stage, and we're doing the song. And we, well, we did most of the sets, and I, I actually cracked my femur in that show. But That's pretty uh, metal. Yeah, that's pretty metal right there. <laughs> and I kept going. That was awesome. But there were so many people packed into this, this place. I mean, it was shoulder to shoulder. You couldn't even get to the bar. And we were playing, and I hit that, you know, we hit that last note of that song, and there was a fire, and... <laughs> Speakers caught on fire. Of course it did, Rum. Of course. It was awesome. But it was just so freaking metal. All right. All right. You know, I just thought of the most metal moment I've ever had in a show. All right. We were playing at a little bitty place. Actually, it's called Walloo's now. You know, right down the road on Clearview or whatever. No, not Clearview. Fucking, I don't know. Causeway. Uh, And we were playing. We're getting into it. You know, whatever. Uh, I jumped off the stage, which was about like two foot off the ground because it was like a little fucking like milk crates or some shit. I don't even know. Yeah. But I jumped off the stage. Sorry. And into the middle of the pit. Everybody's going crazy. So my bass player, Keith, decides he's going to jump off, too. Right. But as he's jumping off, I'm coming up. Oh, Jesus. All of my might. I punched him in his face. (laughs) I mean, I hit him. I mean, dead in his nose. His nose exploded. It went poosh. And I mean, blood was running down his body. He almost fell on the ground. He kept playing bass. I was wiping his face and singing at the same time. His bass was full of blood. The floor was full of blood. I was. When the song got over, the entire place <laughs> erupted like, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, you could play like shit the rest of the yeah, night. Yeah, it was, exactly. it was, it was amazing. Yeah. And in Paranoia's magazine, uh, Bobby wrote, Bobby wrote for us and said, "You know, we went to see. Uh, it was we were called Apartment Two Thirteen at the time, Apartment Two Thirteen, and you know they gave me everything I wanted: metal, blood, 
and excitement. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was fun. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. What about uh, you, Mandy? Yeah, Mandy. What was your most metal moment? My most metal moment? Um, Hellfest. This yeah, year. that's right. Yeah, yeah, she went to Hellfest. Yeah, 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 it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Killer time for sure. You had to hang out with guys pissing in the bathroom. Hey, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, they have. Um, I had no warning. There was. That's unisex bathrooms, unisex I guess. Unisex bathroom, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I had no warning. Rum's like busy telling me about the naked ladies over in France. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, you got to look out for the naked dudes <laughs> pissing next to you. <laughs> My, my motherfuckers over in Europe are a trip, dude. They, yes. they, they, they do some weird shit. Yeah. I mean, I've shit standing up in a fucking rest area what? out there. I've done some weird shit with these people, man. Yeah, but yeah. you know, man. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we just didn't belong over there. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird. You know, we, we, one of our other, uh, uh, we actually are doing a a uh, UK show now. Um, we got some other hosts that are going to be MHOG UK, and uh, though our friend Mart, he's he's also in a band out there, and uh, he tells me a lot of strange well, things, man, out there that we don't do. Yeah, well, they do. They, they even the smallest stuff, right? It's yeah, the little variables that that count. When you go over there, if you've seen the fucking toilets, right? There's no water in these motherfuckers. No, and you're lucky to have a toilet seat. Actually. Yes, yes, right. So, first of all, there's no locks on the door. Well, there is, but you can stick a fucking coin in it and turn the motherfucker and you can get in. Get in. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Fucking hit. <laughs> so, you know, when we showed up out there, like the toilet is shaped in a, in a manner where it's a surface, bro. So, right. So, when you're pissing, you know, you're pissing on a surface and it's splashing all over the fucking place. <laughs> and you're shitting, you're shitting on a surface, okay? So, there's no water. There's no in between just- now. Yeah, it's just, you don't hear no plopping. There ain't nothing going on. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing going on. And it stinks to fucking high hell, oh right? Because there's no water to fucking like cover the fucking. The Where the, why the fuck does it go down? Well, here's the thing. There's a dude this, with a bucket. This is the interesting part. Well, I think there's like 10 dudes with a bucket. There's got to be, yeah. Because when you hit every fucking flush in the fucking, in Europe, right, it's like a fucking gusher yeah. comes out. A goosh. Right? It's like this big force takes the fucking turd and just fucking forces it down to this little hole that's in the back of this fucking thing. Right, okay? right. And it's always that's a skid. if I ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> But then check it out, right? So we bitch and complain about that pestilence fucking... We, we meet up with the guys from Pestilence, right? Yeah. And they and we're telling them, that, look, what's the matter with your fucking toilet side? <laughs> and they're like, well, they're from like over there and shit. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, what's wrong with your toilet? You know? <laughs> your, your water, you splash up on the ass, you know? I'd and, rather have it splashed up on my ass than a big plop of shit on the toilet. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and definitely. your milk tastes like water. Yeah. <laughs> All the pasteurized milk. <laughs> Your fucking milk tastes like fucking ass because it's spoiled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you drink cheese, you know? Yeah. You don't have refrigeration, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. That's so yeah, fucking weird. Though, you never know if you're done. What? what? 
<laughs> Everybody's like, what the fuck did you say? Well, you know, you're, you're sitting there. Sometimes you're thinking of other stuff, and you're sitting there, and you're like, did I go? There's no noise. There's no yeah, fucking yeah. right. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah you know? no. You know when you're done when you're having to pay the lady at the door three fucking euros just to use the toilet? I'm sorry, but that's ridiculous. You're supposed to barter. You had to pay $3 to use the toilet? Oh, three euros, which would be like, whether you like, like $12. It, whether you used it or not, they expect it. It's ridiculous. Wow. Or at least the, it was I remember I the fucking hotels out there, like... At least maybe because all we stayed in was shitty hotels. Right. Mm-hmm. It, every floor had a bathroom. Yep. And you shared it's it? Community right. bathroom. It could have been 50 rooms on this fucking floor. You got this bathroom. You got the shower and shit, you know. So you got to go down there, get in the line in the fucking morning. Yeah. So I don't know. They're trying to conserve fucking water, water maybe. Know, right. Space or whatever the fuck. But yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love my European brothers. But well, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, they, yeah. The cultural thing was like, like we'd be out there for like a, you know, a month. And we're like, dude, we can't wait to fucking get home. It's just the little things, you know. Yeah. We yeah. wanted to keep playing for them. But you wanted to take a shower, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that was all a little awkward when I was out there. It's not. Not a stand-up shower or anything like that. It's more of like you're sitting in a bucket, you know, and you have just like a little hose and that's it. Yeah. That's all you get, you know, so. Yeah, you got to go to bathhouses and shit in some yeah. places. We've taken showers at shell stations. Really? Yeah, like you pull up at a fucking, you know, gas station in Europe, there's a, there's a shower room. Right. And every right. one of them, it's like a fucking gym, you know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and you just in there, bro. You know, fuck it, I'm going to take a shower. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, you're just in there. And they don't clean those things too well either. Well, um, bathrooms aside, what was the most bizarre thing you've seen out there? Or fuck even like uh, in general on the road, maybe? Uh, you know, I got bit by a fucking dog once. <laughs> that was probably bizarre. I mean, That's pretty fucking metal. Well, let me tell you, the guys, it was the same night we met up with the cats from Pestilence, okay? We played in some little fucking, I forget where, it was in Holland somewhere. And it was cobblestone roads, this fucking town must be like a thousand some odd years old or some shit. Right. So the hotel was right down the block from the club. So all the gears in there. So I'm going back to the fucking hotel to get some cigarettes and shit. And I'm coming back to do sound check. So I go back, dude. And look, it's a beautiful town. Hustling by people around and shit. Doing shit. There's cars. There's buggies and shit. Right. You know. So I go upstairs, get a pack of cigarettes out the fucking bag. Go get a Coke out of the fucking machine in the lobby. I open the fucking door and everything's gone. Everybody's gone. It's like a horror movie, man. Yeah. The Home fog alone. had rolled in. Okay. <laughs> this is no bull. I'm not exaggerating in the least fucking bit. There's right. fog on the streets now and all of the townspeople are gone. Creepy. That's kind of fucked up. Okay. So I start walking back to the club. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, went head down, cigarette, you know, and all of a sudden, they hear, and this motherfucker comes right out the fucking side, and I see the motherfucker out the corner of my eye, took a chunk out the side of my ass, knocked no. me about 10 foot into the fucking street. Holy shit. At this point, I don't even know what the fuck hit me. Cigarette went flying, the cherries fucking burning me and shit. So I, I look up, dude, and this wasn't, I said a dog earlier, this wasn't a fucking dog. This motherfucker was a wolf. He was as big as me. Holy shit. The teeth were fucking like double long. Okay. Oh, yeah. It had yeah. to be. So I'm at this point, I'm thinking the townspeople went inside because at a certain time, the goddamn wolf comes <laughs> the out. The fucking it's werewolf. Making, it's, it's making a, rounds. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's a fucking werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> that is the townspeople, man. <laughs> so, dude, I'm tripping now. Okay. Yeah. Dude, so, I now I'm thinking, so now I'm thinking death in Hollywood. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I want to fucking go on American goddamn soil. Like I'm supposed to. Right. So 
first thing that comes to your head is run, right? But you know if you run, it's going to make it worse. Because yeah. now I'm looking for shit to go in and shit to climb up. And it's, there's nothing. Everybody <laughs> unlocked in and padlocked everything. <laughs> right, right. There's a fucking wolf out here. Yeah, so this motherfucker comes. This, this gets better now. Okay. So did, I go I go walk away and the wolf's following me. And he's, shit's dripping from his fucking mouth. That's your ass, by the way. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so... He fucking so he he kind of pays off. He lets me go. Yeah. Right. So I go in the club. They bitching at me. They're like, "Where the fuck you been, motherfucker? We got <laughs> fucking sand. We got a schedule." I'm like, "Motherfucker, I just got bit. I just got attacked." So yeah, they laughing and shit. You ain't get fucking bit. So look at my ass, you cocksucker. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Well, all right. Well, so you got bit. What was it? You know, I told them the story. They're like, well, whatever. Business as usual. Right. So I'm telling the dudes from Pestilence, you didn't get, you know, and they didn't get bit. You, you, you know, it's not a bit as bad as you think it is. So we say I'm checking shit and we're standing out in front of the club. Right. While bullshitting and you hear these little tinker bells, little ting, 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 ting. And that's foggy now, right? Yeah. So you hear it and it's getting closer, right? And it's a little fucking chihuahua. Yeah. Comes through the fog. And I forget the cat's name, the, the bass player for um, Pestilence. I forget his name. I man. remember but his name. He says, oh, is this the dog that bites you? <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. Oh, yeah. God. Move it at you all. So they had to take me this. The next night we in Germany, they had to take me to the fucking hospital. And this fucking nurse, which was kind of cool, because I had pulled my fucking pants down and my shit was hanging like right. She was like on her knees and like shit was hanging like right there. Checking things out, yeah. What wasn't cool was she pulled out these fucking needles. They were like a foot long. And with two syringes, bro, and she popped me in both fucking thighs, bro. Right oh, in the yeah, yeah. Right? So they sent me a bill. Like six months later, my mom fucking calls me up and says, hey, you got to come over here. You got a bill. Yeah. Like, for, for fucking what? It's like from a hospital in Europe. <laughs> they tried to charge me 800 800 yeah, for 800 two shots. for a fucking two shots. So, of course, I don't pay That's my... two legs. At that time, I didn't pay my bills in America. I'm sure it's like not <laughs> <laughs> They still looking for your yes, ass in Europe. Yeah, exactly. Send the bill to yes. Cujo, Jesus. Yeah, so that's about the strangest shit. That's, that's fucking yeah. crazy, dude. You got attacked by a werewolf. Yeah, yeah. That's well, nobody gonna... believes it because I'm the only son of a bitch that saw it. Yeah. I believe you, man. Yeah. You should believe made, me. I be- the, the moment would have made that better if a little, little kid came out of the fog and said, you're now one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some creepy little kid with like, with your ass cheek in his mouth. <laughs> you know, like, hey. Village of the damn, man. And yeah. you're like, see, motherfuckers, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just a little Timmy. He lives down the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, my shit. goodness. So, so why don't you uh, tell people about your fucking shop, man? Let's, let's get some oh, promo on your shop, you dude. Yeah, the vape shop. Yeah, how'd you get involved in it? And well, stuff? you know, in and out of the, you know, Exhorter, um, you know, a lot of times, man, Exhorter broke up because of me. I'll fucking admit it, you know, um, because, you know, I had, you know, kids, well, kid. Yeah. Singular. Uh, and responsibilities, man. And a lot of times being in bands and shit, you just don't get those needs met. So I would venture off into like business fucking right. arrangements with people. I was in the tattoo business for twelve years. I was in. Uh, you still do any ink? No, no, I never did. Oh, oh really? You just own the shops? I just own the shops. Oh, okay. And, and would set the artist up with space, and then they would pay me a rental fee for oh, being yeah, there. Yeah, that's cool. You know, nice. I keep the lights on, um, but I, I've been I've done all kind of shit for for you know for cash. So now it's just hey the, now yeah I've done just about it <laughs> for, for cash. Uh, 
<laughs> That's a different story for a different show. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so now it's, you know, the vape industry. You know? Yeah. I traded, excuse me, I traded um, stocks for a lot of years. Wow. Uh, 16, 17 years, damn near. So a friend of mine um, lived in another town, told me that the vape thing is huge. I was a cigar smoker. Anybody that knows me knows that that thing was like my fucking whoopee. Right, you know? yeah. I've, right, I've, right. Every picture I've ever seen you with, with had a fucking cigar, cigar in your mouth. I got yeah. out the fucking shower one day. This is no bullshit. I got out the shower one day, and I'm drying off, and I looked in the mirror, and I have a lit cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> I have taken a shower <laughs> and not put the cigar out. Oh, there you go. I'd fall asleep with these fucking things, you know, and, and just, you know. So, it, it, that was a big part of my, my life. It was, fuck, it was Like a, a trademark, part. almost. Big time. Yeah. 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 So... You know, he turned me on to that. You know, and he said, you got to check out this vape thing. At first, it was just a pure cash run. You know, we went out there, checked it out, and it's a huge scene. You know, it's a culture almost. Yeah. And uh, so, um, at first, I, I like I said, I got to admit, it was a cash run. But after you get involved in it, you know, for a bit, and you see how it's fucking helping people, it's cool. You know, people yeah. that never could be able to fucking quit, you know. Right. Yeah, smoking you, and everything else. Right. So, we're kind of doing... Yeah, we're getting paid like a motherfucker, but we're also helping people too. Yeah. And it's yeah. cool to see people. Now, are you doing your, do you do your own flavors? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Matter of fact, we've, uh, we've just got to a situation where we're, you know, our liquids have picked up so much over the past six months in sales that uh, we're dropping all of the third party liquids we carry, like five pawns and all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we're kind of dropping it a little bit and uh, we're going to, we're kind of rebranding the company more as a liquid company first that right. just happens to be an electronic cigarette outlet. That's cool. You know, so I have a couple nice. of big announcements, um, you know, for, you know, coming up from, uh, from Greece. I got, awesome. I got exclusivity awesome. with, uh, with that. Um, we're opening in the French Quarter. Um, we're about to take the liquid on a national level. So beautiful, wow, man. That's fantastic, dude. That's so I'm really trying to put, need I'm, to bring it here because the, the the market here has has grown like you wouldn't believe. Uh, yeah. They're they're kind of popping up everywhere, but I, they seem a little bit dis like I don't know, not not really organized. He's right. in Savannah, right. Georgia, and we're yeah. just nice barely time. starting yeah. to see it. So you just so, what? But, uh, we're just barely I, starting I started, to see it. I started yeah. using um, Halo, yeah. Halo brand. Yeah, really, really. They were really, really good. Uh, I was stuck on uh, the one they had. It was uh, called Kringle's Curse. It was like smoking an Altoid. (laughs) 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 It tasted good, and yet it hurt. It was was good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I started doing it, and um, I I enjoy it. I I like being able to go everywhere I want to go without, you know, you can't even smoke in a bar anymore. You know what I mean? Right. it's, it's, you know, you got a, a bar, a band's playing, you got 60 people standing outside smoking. Right. Yeah, nobody's right. inside anymore. Nobody's you know? inside. But, you know, with these, you know, I, I can go anywhere. And, you know, I've had a few people, you know, that are dumbasses come over. It's like, you're blowing your smoke and I have an asthma. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Right. Yeah. It's, an in- yeah. it's an inhaler, asshole. Go yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't get what it really is. And I, I still get people coming to the shop and go, isn't propylene glycol antifreeze? Yeah, really. I'm okay. Like I'm gonna pump you antifreeze in your right, fucking right. Base for so many different. Yeah, things. I mean, it's a base for everything. Freaking mouthwash. Yeah, right. exactly. I mean, we use it at work. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, the it vet is, industry. It's a, it's a base. It's a base product, you know. And uh, what you do with it, I mean, it's amazing what you can do with this stuff, you know. And it's uh, I'm I'm big. I don't really smoke the tobacco flavors. I just I don't. You know, I, I do smoke some weird flavors, but the tobacco ones, I don't. I, I'm not really big into the fruity ones. 
as much, but I, I like um, like what am I smoking? What the fuck am I smoking? No, You're full of shit. You're into all kind of fruity ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say the fruity ones are into you? Oh yeah. I'm saying that shit because no, you all the way in Georgia. <laughs> what do you a bourbon one? You smoking oh, bourbon? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got a we got an apricot bourbon custard uh, dropping on the next premium line, and uh, oh, I, might, awesome. I might have to send you some samples. That, um, that sounds awesome. What do you yeah. have for a bestseller? Fuck, man. The new M Hog line. The custard. <laughs> the custard. <laughs> the custard was so popular when we because when we released it was just vanilla custard. Yeah. Right? So I had lines outside the door to get to this stuff. So wow. We figured, you know, after months of you know doing that, we would come out with that's the bottle you see I got now. It's the the current we call it. We went French on it because we're from New Orleans. Right. And, right. You know, so uh, it's a French flag label and it says uh, Creme Anglaise, which you know uh, that's fucking custard for French. Right. 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 Um, so oh, it's got a nice scent to it, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got we got six flavor profiles that we've added to the vanilla yep. custard part. So this one's a coconut uh, marzipan. Oh, uh, that's fucking cool, man. Caffeine lime, you know. There's all kind of shit coming out. So, so that's that's, 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 that's probably a fancy a shit right there. Yeah, yeah. We do, and it's all premium. It goes through a three stage steeping process at the lab, and you know the house liquids we make fresh to order at the store. So nice. I need I need to come down and get a fucking. Uh, to your shop and get an actual serious vape. I'm I'm buying these ones that are just crap. Like right now, I've got three batteries that are absolutely fucking useless. I, I burn through my cardamizers like you wouldn't believe. You doing you know, car, you doing cardos? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need to come. You need to come by, man. We we'll get you a dripper. Yeah, because I had I had uh, uh, one guy said, man, you got to buy these ones, these Pyrex ones, and they're they're great and they don't break. What first fucking thing I did? Snap the son of a bitch in half. <laughs> yeah. I'm like really? Yeah, dude. And well, Rem, like, that doesn't surprise me about you either. Yeah, dude, <laughs> Mr. You, you, Accident Man. I'm probably the only person you might have met yet that has actually cut themselves fairly deeply on a on a vape. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a fucking scar on my hand from a fucking Pyrex cut. <laughs> <laughs> Shit Sitting can't take you anywhere, man. Yeah, dude. I, it, and you know, I wasn't even pissed off. I could. I, I was bleeding. I was pissed off because it wouldn't work anymore. Yeah, dude, like in the, in December, man, come down and then we'll go over there, you know? I mean, like, we'll hang out. We'll go up into their uh, their lounge and shit and just chill out. Yeah, it's There's a big so old place. so many different types. One guy, uh, Zach, he's got one that look. I mean, it's it's insane. I mean, these, like, well, you saw Rusty's. Rusty's looks like a fucking Vance and Hines pipe off a of Harley. Oh, that, but those aren't anything. I mean, I've seen these guys that do, what, what are those boxes that are that they smoke yeah, out of box, now and yeah, stuff? box mods. Everybody's yeah. going for the high wattage thing now. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the yeah. box mod. He's, um, Zach's got one that looks like a pineapple grenade. Nice. Yeah. I'm like, that's insane. I mean, I don't want to walk around with a fucking pineapple grenade. Right. I just think I mean, that's a bad deal. You know, you're going to walk into someplace, someone's going to go, jihad, and it's all over. <laughs> yeah, well, we give, we give people opportunities to, we, we try and talk them into doing that as they bring their nick level down because you can you can lower your nick level up the wattage. Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to be producing a lot more vapor, but at higher wattage, it, it mimics throat hit, which is what nicotine does. Basically, right. yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's so, why I like, I like the... Uh, what I really liked about that Kringle's Curse from Halo was it, that that burn you got. Yeah, you know, it was it was it was minty, but it was so insanely minty, it it just fucking hurt. So, I mean, what's your nick level at? Mine? Yeah. Right now, I think well, honestly, this is I think this is just a maybe a six. Hmm. That's pretty low. Might That's be, pretty low. Yeah. I, I was doing twelves, but I I never really got to the twenty fours. I'm like I you know, the the point of this for me was not to go 
I want the most nicotine possible in one hit. You know, I, I don't care. You know, it's for me, smoking has always been uh, a habit. Something. Well, no, no. It was smoking's a choice. It's not a habit. <laughs> Full of shit. <laughs> it is a choice. It's I, a I rum choose chaser. To one up, or I choose to buy a pack. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I, yeah. I, I went to uh, like a couple times. I, I quit, but I'm, the longest time I remember quitting was uh, two years. And for no reason, uh, we were going out one night, and I, without even thinking, I walked in, I grabbed a can of Pepsi, and ordered or got a pack of smokes, and I walked out. I'm like, "That was here." Was that here? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because I remember you were like, "Yeah, man, I ain't smoked a cigarette in two years." And we go out one night, and he's like, "I look at him, he's fucking smoking a cigarette." What the fuck are you doing? I don't know. I just needed one. <laughs> it was like what was bad was like I don't even have a lighter. Fuck, I gotta go back. <laughs> but oh. yeah, I, I, it's a lot. You know you. And don't take this the wrong way, because I do a lot of stuff with my hands. Don't get me wrong. I bet you do. It's always about doing stuff with your hands. It's always something, you know, holding it. You know, it's it's holding it. It's I don't know what it is. It's a it's a ritual that you do. It's part. It becomes like becomes second nature for you. Yeah, Yeah, it it really does. Yeah, I'm a throat hit seeker, man. I I, every time I take a hit, I got to feel like somebody hit me with a bat in the chest. You know. That's just my thing. But it's a personal thing. I don't know. Is that what we're trying to do to ourselves? Oh, is this like, you know, I bad make it hurt. <laughs> like I, I've actually never smoked like yeah. my whole life. Neither. I've I've only had I've only smoked weed three times in my entire life. Right. And all, <laughs> all. <laughs> of, but, but see, the only reason I didn't is because I mean, dude, my dad was a hippie. I mean, we had we had an eight foot tree in my backyard, not a bush. He grew an eight foot tree on the West Bank in my backyard. Like right. you know, so I mean, I could have got as much weed as I wanted to, but. Every time I smoked it, all it did was make me want to go to fucking sleep. So I was just like, this is bullshit. I don't want to go to bed. You know, I want to enjoy myself. So or, I just or, never did or it. You stand in the middle of the water and try to shoot fish with a pellet gun. That's true. Yeah, that is true. This is, this is totally off topic. But, um, you know, normally I wouldn't ask permission, but I do have a, a lady sitting next to me. Y'all wouldn't mind if I adjust my nuts with me? No, no, go okay, for I'm it. I'm just going <laughs> to. <laughs> That's always no, you're a, good, you're good. you know. There's gonna, always a first. Going to hike them up you know? <laughs> on the MHOG <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you know, people don't understand. Sometimes they're going different places. You are exactly. <laughs> you never know. You know. <laughs> no, normally I wouldn't ask permission, but I'm go. I'm getting old. Oh no! no but that was nice. Quiet. That was really yes, nice you. of you. Well, she's from Vermont. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. You know. Yeah, there's there are a lot of closed-minded Man, people, but I'm not one of them. So you're good. Do I? Yeah. No, no, it's fucking dairy, man. That's the thing, right? Dairy, um, dairy, dairy and, and maple, actually. Dairy, yeah. dairy like and milk. Maple. That's weird. Yeah. She smells what? like milk. Well, I asked if she smelled like maple syrup. He said dairy. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> and smell like maple she doesn't syrup smell like she doesn't smell like dairy. That's kind of fucked up, man. You're like, oh god, she's gonna come out here and she smells like cheese. Yeah, yeah. I love I love that aged cheese. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Got a little hint on. of Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've been hitting the chips again. God, dude, what's wrong with you? Uh, I wanted to say, did y'all notice? I don't know if you noticed yet, because you guys are pretty much across from it. You know that Muya place? Did you see that? Booyah. What is that? It's on Vets. It's a hamburger joint. Now it isn't. No. It, it hadn't opened yet. It's it's about to open, but it's in the same building that is now going to be the world of beers. World of beers. Yes. We have one that here. It's awesome. He has one in Savannah. I was telling. I just wanted to let him know that they're opening one here now. It's got like three hundred different beers. Really? 
Wow. This is on vets? Yes. That is killer, man. There, There's a line to get into this place. And if you can get a seat, you hold it. You yeah, dude, it's insane. Seat. Like, the the window you walk by is got all the taps oh, for wow. every beer you can have. That's and it, awesome. and it's, it covers, like, uh, I think the windows are about as long as this, you know, each window right. is about as long as my boy. And they're full, like, 14 rows. I keep rows. trying to try them all. Fuck. You know, I get, I get so far in and they change them. I'm like, son of a bitch. You know, I got to go back and start again, you know? Yeah. Well, this, this should be good for business. Yes, exactly. That's why I was saying, you know, <laughs> it's opening up across, like, uh, like you know where um, the Christmas store used to be on Vets that burned down? Yeah. That's the building it's going to be in. Yeah, because I got a lot of fucking clients where we had that, that bring their own beer up there. Man. Right. They so, bring their own bottle, you know? So that's going to be a good, you know, well, just, extra just for saying, you guys. Man, there's a nice shop. Right beside the world of beer here in Savannah, that would be perfect for you to open a vape shop. Well, perfect. To take this fucking thing national. Yeah, I'm telling you, it would. It's the people well, sitting there. I mean, they're, evil, they're, they're, they're vaping. It is. Like, it is. like full on, you know, and they're all in there vaping and vaping, and then half them leave to go get more stuff, and that's when you can steal their chair, you know. So I mean, if there's a shop right next to it, man, you would. You know, but I got, I got to tell you, I dig helping the, the, the customers, you know, because yeah. you, you got to. That's part of the gig. But the retail, as a businessman, just on a business level, the retail end of it is like, you know, it's it's tough because some of the people, I mean, this is consumer electronics. Yeah. You know, you're dealing with, you know, Ohm's Law and fucking, you know, all this shit, man. And a lot of these people just don't get it. And it's not to their, you know, fault. It's it's just that, you know, not everybody gets it. So it's harder. You know, as as a businessman, we actually make more money out of the lab mm-hmm. than we do. Right. You know, you know, and, and honestly, I think my favorite part of if if I was to work in something like that, my favorite part would be to just coming up with the damn flavors and creating that kind of right, stuff. Right. That I would really like. That kind of shit would I dig. That kind of shit. You know, well, I got mm-hmm. I got a that crack like, fucking team over there though. That's really you fucking know. cool. My family coming up with the flavors was what I enjoyed um, when I was a uh, coffee roaster. When That's we, right. Yeah, had, he used to do coffee. Oh, right. Man, the 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 flavors you could come up with, yeah. I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, that's it was, a science. It was, and then you could debut it, and then you promoted it, and then the people would just be lined up to buy pounds of it, right? right. Just to try it. It was great. Absolutely, my, I enjoyed that so much. Well, my family's been in the restaurant business since the '60s. Oh wow. Yeah, well, it started off as a butcher shop. You know, Labellas came over from Italy and fucking did their thing, and then opened up a fucking. It worked for some guys, my grandfather, and then. He went and did his own thing, and then my uncle took it over after he died, and he turned it into like a catering situation. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been in and out of the restaurant business all my life too. We were kind of when you're born into a family of fucking butchers, you're gonna, you're gonna you're do gonna get some blood on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, flavor profiles and shit for me are not that hard to come up with. It's knowing the tools because. You can make a, a, you know, when you're inhaling flavors, it's a whole different experience. Experience, yeah. So, you know, because we do it all the time. We, we think of this, that, and the other, mix it up in the fucking bottle. We smell it, and it smells fantastic. And, we, and we're thinking to ourselves, God damn it, please let it vape like it smells. Right, right. And nine times out of ten, it doesn't, you know. So you just got to know the tools that you're working with, you know. So, you know, as the as months and go on, you yeah. get better at it. Yeah, yeah. trial and error. I've vapes right. where it yeah. smells great in a bottle and you put it in. It's like, this has absolutely no flavor. Right. I mean, it, 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 <laughs> tastes like, it tastes like, I don't know, dry air. It's awful. 
Yeah. You know, it had nothing, but it, it smelled great. You know, I'm like, oh, that's disappointing. Well, and now you feel obligated to finish the bottle, and you're sitting there pissed off the entire time. Well, we figured, we figured nobody in New Orleans really has enough ass behind them to put New Orleans on the map as a, as a as a bona fide vaping mecca. Right. You know, right now, California is like oh yeah, know, humongous. Five pawns from there, fucking vape revs out there. I mean, it's. It's everywhere. Right, right. So when you think in New Orleans, you don't you think a lot of things, but you don't think vapor. Right. But you do think flavor. So we're trying to you know to put it on the map. That's great, dude. That is fantastic. You know. Yeah. So it's gonna be cool. Yeah, I think that's great, man. Yeah, well on your way. That's for damn sure. I'm tired. (laughs) 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 I'm gonna tell you what, bro. I've I've done a lot of shit, man, and this is probably the toughest shit I've ever fucking done. Really? Owning a business, man, it's twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. Well, fuck, I gave my restaurant away to my dad. I I did that shit for about three months. I was like, you fucking have this fucking thing. Right. Eighteen hours a day. What you restaurant know, was every it? Every fucking day. It was a little joint behind, off of home or behind where, where Sal and Sam's used to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had, matter of fact, it's where Moe Chalet is now. Okay. So I had that motherfucker, and I was like, man, just take this fucking, I can't take it no more. Well, I, had, I was young, too, man. I was like, it had a bunch of other shit going on. Right, right. But this is this almost the same thing. This is very much the same thing. Yeah. The restaurant, you know, you got guys coming in, they order shit, you go in the back, we call it the kitchen, and you fucking make, you the make flavor, it there, you know? yeah. And then you got the, you know, the hardware that you that you vape with is we call it the plates and the silverware, you know. Testers and all. That. It's pretty much the same fucking thing. That's so cool though. It's a lot of hours, dude, and you're expanding and you're fucking, you're thinking about world domination. I just don't do shit half ass. Right. 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 You know. Yeah. So well, you, there's no time to do things half ass. No, I'm fucking. I'm I'm fucking getting old, man. I, you know. Yeah. You know. So I just, but I've been like that with everything. Yeah. You know, exhorter from exhorter all the way up to every other business I've ever done. You know, even when I'm fucking, I want to do a really good job. <laughs> Just to make sure right, it right. gets done right. right I try right. not to nut first as much as possible. Exactly. Because you want to make sure she's satisfied and which, then you just hurry up. Which brings me to my next uh point uh, caitlin uh, which i know she's not here tonight because she working. really wanted to be she was like man i really wish i could be there i was like yeah i know she she wanted to make sure that you made me talk about uh the prostitution um end of the exhorter uh reign okay uh, <laughs> all right I, but you know it's up to you yeah man you know? go yeah. ahead yeah or since we were talking about nuts yeah, yeah. you know yeah. a few seconds ago oh yeah dude look look like i said man this just let it out yeah well, you don't care <laughs> Well, you know, I've always found, you know, for some reason, I always wind up in weird situations when it comes to prostitutes, whether it was, which I haven't done in a long time with my old lady now. She's the greatest thing since fucking uh, Vermont cheese. (laughs) 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 Dairy. 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 So, so, you know, but we, you know, I had a lot domestic, locally Mm -hmm. and abroad. Um, No pun. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but every time I wind up in that situation, for some reason, I just can't nut. Really? Well, I can, but it takes a lot. Or oh, I gotta pay extra. Let me let me illustrate. <laughs> yeah, pay extra. Yeah, us, allow yeah. me to illustrate. Um, you you go to a hooker in in um, uh, the red light district in Holland, All okay? Right. And you pay your fucking your your money, mm-hmm. and you go in there and they find women. Okay, you should have no trouble with this. 
but they put this like fucking like you know you know those gloves you fucking like do the dishes with yeah oh, yeah. yeah yeah those big thick motherfuckers they use the that ones. Yeah. right so well, you're totally that's sexy already exactly you're totally fucking desensitized and and let's let's give them a break they're doing their job right, right. yeah right. it's a job right right i mean if you dig ditches for a fucking living you're not gonna love the shovel you you know you're not gonna yeah. say i want this nice shovel this today. is a beautiful shovel right yeah, yeah. so i get they're doing a job but you're paying <laughs> right okay? so i always wind up in a situation where i just you know it, it, it's not enough so I'll, I'll ask some weird requests like, oh, do, do a trick or something, you know, do, can you, what do you know? And it, you know, they, they're doing it. I don't fuck, shut up. You know, <laughs> like they get angry with me, you know, and I'm thinking, fuck, I'm paying you. You know, I should be able to do whatever, you what right, the fuck, right. you know? So I'm like, well, look, put your ass in my face or something, do, you know, <laughs> do anything. Something, something. And, and, and you know, they're t- no, they'll just tell me no. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, look, I got more cash. No. I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. You know, so I got to really work hard at this. I've even had him tell me, hurry up. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. You take it too long. Well, it, it, it sucks because you, you, you're trying to... I'm fucking paying you! <laughs> but, but, but you're bringing money into it, so now you're, you're trying to do math in your head at the same time. Right. Yeah, you're like, all right, right. All right so about. if I keep this up for another 20 minutes, that's another $40. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, I paid to get off on you, right, not right. off of some image in my head, which is where it always winds up. Right. You know? And then they always doing like embarrassing shit to you. Like, like you know, if you go to like one of the Chinese fucking joints... Yeah. yeah. These motherfuckers, like, they, they really know how to, like, prep you, okay? But so, when they so get, like, what? They have a menu? Well, that's the first thing they do. You got these, you know, these geishas or whatever. You got the yeah, bitch in yeah. the geisha. You got the bitch in the whatever the else. And you get to pick. Yeah. And then a couple of them will take you into this room, and they, they all got them. They got this room where, like, the walls and the fucking ceiling are all, like, plastic, like, like pool material. Yeah, fucking visqueen all over the walls. <laughs> yeah, and they got little humps and shit and benches in there and shit. And there's, like, a, a fucking, like, like you know how you go wash your car at the pressure wash yeah. thing? Yeah, right, right, right. They got one of them. Oh, and my it, God. And it's on the middle of the fucking ceiling. Yeah. And they, you know, they get you, bar they get up under your chassis, bar and they pressure wash you. <laughs> yeah, they fucking, they, they know how to treat you, boy, you know, they, and they get you in there you got about three or four of them in there bathing you down and you're thinking, oh, gee, this is going to be good. Right, right. They get you in the room and they rub you back for about five fucking seconds and say something's ridiculous like, you want make nice? Yeah, well, how much for make nice? <laughs> right, right. So, you pay and then it's the same routine, right? It's, it's you must hurry. You must hurry. <laughs> You're like, motherfucker. Like, what happened to the fucking the, the you pressure make, washer? We, what happened to you make nice, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, Not so, you make rush. Right? Yeah, I've always just had bad experiences with prostitution when it should have been, you know, one of my fondest memories of that time. That's you know? crazy, dude. Especially that. if you're paying for it. Yeah. You know. Right. And look, don't get me wrong. I, we've got free free pussy too. So. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. still, yeah. I more, a lot more free pussy than we paid for. I, whenever I paid for it on the road, it was always, you know, when you go to the red light district. For the experience. Right, you right. cannot leave the red light district without, without buying a fucking whore. You got to. It, right. it, it's just for the experience. Like, that's you know, it. I did this, you know. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just insane. Like, <laughs> hurry up. Hurry Come up. Come on, man. What are you doing? Every fucking time. Yeah. Vinny, what the fuck's wrong, man? I don't know, but I was dicking them down good. You're and like, I don't know what the fuck, you know? I mean, like like I said, they're probably numb by the time I fucking get to them. Well, yeah, it's yeah. probably 45 people been in there before you. Yeah, right. 
And and that was like the last half hour because <laughs> they're like, hurry up, come on. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's a numbers game. I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's like, exactly. come on, more money. Right. So lunch break starts five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fucking great. I just um, needed to get my, that off my chest for Caitlin because she would have been upset if I wouldn't have talked. About well, exactly, the exactly. Prostitution part of it. And like I said, she was she was aggravated that she had to fucking go to work anyway because she really wanted to be here for the show. But yeah, man. Um. I'm I'm just fucking glad you finally came on the damn thing, man. I know you very I, nice, very cool, man. Yeah, yeah I know you guys were trying to get me to come over, but that fucking business is killing me. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm glad you found the time, dude. It's pretty cool. Well, you know, it's 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 shit like this that where you gotta you gotta make the time. Yeah, right. you know, because number one, I love y'all motherfuckers. Number two, um, if it, if everything's fucking work, 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 you know, it's good to talk about the old days. Yeah, yeah. Get you know? get it off your chest, you know, like just blow it out. Yeah. Well, look, uh, there's a lot more I could get off my chest that I'm just not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I don't blame you. I understand. Um, yeah, they'll write the book one day, one day, and omit a, a bunch of chapters. Don't <laughs> Save some for the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nola, remember. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Vinny, thanks for coming on the show again, dude. It was really cool having you here. Yes, it was um, a pleasure meeting you. Any right. fucking time you want to come back, dude, please just just tell me, tell Caitlin, just come back on. If you want to just come hang out one wait, night and wait, just do it. Wait, you mean this is, could be a regular thing? Yeah. So yeah. I, well, next time, like, I can fart in the mic and shit? Hell yeah, you can do whatever yeah. you want. Just do it on his mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a good time, man. I appreciate yeah, y'all too. having me. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Well, I was your host, Wayne. And I'm Mandy. I'm rum guy. And who are you, Rum? Oh, I, I, I cut over, I cut over uh, Mandy. I know you did. Sorry. That's okay. <sighs> and he was Vinny Labella. And just remember, people, to keep it metal. <laughs> Show. Thank you very much, Mr. Uh, Bella of the Banning Order. And don't forget, go try out some of their uh, products over at their, their little shop called the Vapors Inn over there. Yeah, it's, it's, from what I hear, it's really good stuff. Uh, well, anyway, thanks again. You know, your boy Cooter here telling you about all that good stuff that's going on and all this MHOG. Oh, damn, watch out. Here comes some loud shit again. But again, I just want to thank all our fans for coming on and listening to us and doing that thing and supporting us. Also, I want to thank Mr. Vinny LaBella one more time for gracing us with his presence. He was a nice man. Really good to meet him. And I think, uh, you know, even though he did all that anti-religion stuff, I, I still think he's a good fella. You know, he, he, the Pope didn't need to do all that. You know what I'm saying? All right, well, enjoy. Wait till next week. Take it easy. Mm-hmm.